When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Everybody who's on sauce for not knowing who Jessica Alba is needs to back off and correct themselves. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Aaron Rodgers was like pointing to everyone in the room. is like, do you know who that is? And I think it was like a joke because the kid didn't know anybody. <laughs> Earlier on the show, New York Jets head coach Robert Sala, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. Coming up from Prime Videos, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, actor Kevin Pollack. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're live on the Roku channel, which is free on every Roku device known to man. How about them apples? Select Samsung Smart TV, also Amazon Fire TV. If you've got the Roku app, we're free there because the Roku channel's on it. And it's free, just like it is on the old internet tubes, the RokuChannel.com. Check us out free every day from 12 to 3 Eastern. And if you missed the first hour with Jets head coach Robert Sala, or you missed the second hour with Chris Mannix in studio, fresh back from Guadalajara, where he watched Canelo Alvarez light up the night and talking about the NBA playoffs. If you missed any of that, well, guess what? We re-air right away on Channel 210 on the Roku channel, and we re-air all the way all to tomorrow's program live at noon Eastern. There's also our YouTube page. There's the Rich Eisen Show collection page, which is a video on demand service. Check us out whenever you want there. There's our podcast on demand. You can listen to us through the Cumulus Podcast Network. Thanks to our friends at Westwood One, which is also airing us live coast to coast right now on Terrestrial Radio, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. Kevin Pollack is here. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel, unfortunately, is done with its run season five on Amazon uh, Prime, on Prime Video, uh, new episodes airing weekly. And, of course, you can catch Prime Video right here on Roku. He's in our green room. So many great stories coming up. Don't you dare move uh, about um, about his filmography. And, of course, one of my favorite shows that I love watching him. And uh, Tony Shalhoub's been on this program. We've talked about it before, and we're going to about talk about it again. Chris Brockman's about to drop uh, a little overreaction Monday on us. DJ That's Mikey D is in D's Nuts is sitting right there where he is. TJ Jefferson in his usual spot. You at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Are you surprised that Chris Mannix said last hour that Jokic being suspended for shoving a fan would be more in line with what he expected than Draymond Green getting suspended for stomping on Sabonis? A little bit. His reaction, but again, he's talking about people in the league office saying they do not care what the circumstances are. You put your hands on a fan; it doesn't matter if he's the governor of the Suns 
or he's the governor of Arizona, or he's got, you know, a son's jersey on because he's been a season ticket holder for a long time, or she has. Uh, it doesn't matter. In the league, there's going to be some people saying they got to sit him, and I would say that would be outrageous. A cooler heads, outrageous. I'm sure, will prevail, but of course, you obviously, there's going to be people who are going to bring that up. That's just how it is. You're, they're going to have to go through a bunch of things, right? Well, he's saying that they're eventually going to land on, some people will land on that you got to sit him. You can't making it yeah, any exception hope that's not the case i hope well, that that's not the case but a fine like a fine is a given like but what's a fine? and let's move on yeah that's what i say as you know my 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 solution is Jokic should be fined and ishbia should be um forced to sit between Jokic's brother in denver well then that's that's a real the Jokic brothers you need to sit there and sit between them <laughs> He's not getting up from his seat. No, there. he's he's gonna pee himself, Rich. He won't <laughs> go to the bathroom if that's the case. <laughs> there's tough and then there's Serbian. <laughs> right? That's, like, that's what he said. That's a penalty in itself, having it too. First of no, all, you know how big they are, he's gonna be sitting like this. Nope. Um, there was also a coronation over the weekend um in uh in in, in England. It was. Um if you wanna so, so we're going to be uh, later on on this hour. Um, we'll we'll give you three sports stars who we feel um, we've been waiting a long time to get crowned, um, and we'll have our own sports coronation later on after Kevin uh, lights up the studio. Love it. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial if you want to have a chat with us. But it's a Monday, which means it's time to overreact. You know, and thus send things to Chris Brockman for overreaction Monday. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. All right, Chris, what do you have over there? Hey, guys. What up, man? Not a lot going on in the NFL world. What are you talking about? The we the Jets are out and about. <laughs> that was what last week's news. What do you mean nothing's yeah, going on in the NFL old, world? Old, old news. How's that old news? It's great news. Well, for you. Well, Focus. This I mean, I'm, I'm focused. I mean, I got some things to overreact Great. to. What do you got? All right. Looking at the last year's playoffs and the division winners. Yes, sir. I'm going to say four new division winners this year. Four new. Okay. If you want to talk this out. Um, okay so. I had the photos on the screen. I got, I got Ravens, Seahawks, Dolphins, and Lions I think might be new. Well... Um, well, I mean, to to win their divisions, you're talking about? Yeah. So the new last year, no four different division winners. Well, so you you named the four who's going to win the division. Well, I put some photos. Jordan okay. was like, "Hey, what do you got for photos for this?" And I was like, "Well, it's eh, here's four. So with a good Seahawks chance. win the West with a good chance. Lions win the North. North. The Ravens. Ravens win the AFC North and the South." And the Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins winning the... A fully this, healthy yeah, okay. Tua. Uh, their offense operated like none other last All year. All right, let's see. The, the NFC South, I think, will change hands. NFC South. Um, I, I don't believe the Buccaneers will win this year. Let's put I, it that way. That. Yeah. Um, the 49ers sitting atop the Who's their, West. Who's their quarterback? Um... The NFC North, the Packers are definitely not winning it this year, I don't think. Well, the Vikings last year. Oh, uh, the Vikings did, right. The Vikings did. I don't think the Vikings are winning it this year either because the Lions are taking over there. Okay. Oh, what I, was, um, I went higher. I the Chiefs went. are absolutely winning. I'm not going against the Chiefs. Yeah, leave that one alone, yeah. 
The Bengals are not losing the AFC South North. Uh-uh. Now you're out on the Ravens. Uh, so I'll say that's an overreaction. Wow. They won't be four new ones. I'll say it's an overreaction. I'm not out on the Ravens. <laughs> I'm just still in on the Bengals. Well, that means you're out on somebody. Okay. I mean, he's got it. I say that's an overreaction. I will say six of the eight. Rent stays like before. We'll have two new ones. Two new division winners. Jets, two. Jets. Like an NFC East, maybe? Jets? Uh, yeah, it's like the Jets. East? Yeah. The East is going to have new? Yeah. And it won't be the <laughs> Dolphins. And it won't be the quick game. By the way, it's the new, that's the new name for the Patriots. Quick the, new Eng- the New England quick games. Mac was right at sock last year. What else you got over All there? Right. I'm going to keep talking about Anthony Richardson every single week. I love the you guy. You should. Colts are going to be in the playoffs. Anthony Richardson, Colts, playoffs. Um, by He's the way, out look there. at him. See him throwing passes. That's an overreaction. See him throwing passes over the weekend. How about this? I don't think I don't think the AFC South changes hands. I think Jacksonville wins it, and I don't know if the Colts are going to win enough games to get a playoff spot. That would be wild, by the way. It would be crazy, dude. It they, would they be got wild. The, they got the firepower. It would be wild if in this AFC world. In a world. In a world with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. In a world with Russell Wilson. In a world with Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. And Deshaun Watson. In that world, if a and rookie. Bailey Zappi. If a rookie. And Bailey Zappi. A rookie quarterback makes the playoffs. That's an overreaction. That would be wild. We're all assuming one of those quarterbacks, as you know, there's seven quarterbacks are going to make the playoffs. And of the 10 remarkable quarterbacks or with remarkable histories and resumes and expectations in the AFC, three are going to sit. If one of them sits also, if four of them sit because a rookie is the one that pops through, that would be a stunner of all the years for to be a, an AFC rookie quarterback. And there's two in the South. So I think Jacksonville still was that division, though. What else you got over there, Chris? One of the uh, best spots, I think, fits in the draft was Zay Flowers going to Baltimore. Yes. Said over the weekend that the Ravens offense, quote, fits my style perfectly. I agree. Odell and Zay Flowers, 10 touchdowns each. You're out of your mind. Ten touchdowns each. Get out of here. Nope. Overreaction. I might triple down and go 5,000 yards for Lamar. You really are all in on this? For real? Or you're just doing this because you're overreacting? What day is it? Okay. Yeah. Move on. What else you got? Wow. Not even going to entertain? Ten touchdowns each? How how awesome Odell is going to be? I do believe so. But for a rookie, too? And 5,000 yards for Lamar? Even the crazy Baltimore fans, I still need to see this offense. And I, by the way, they should hand it to Dobbins at least 15 times a game. Well, I go the other way. They should just throw it every No. They're stacked with the receivers. So then, great. Spread it out and put Dobbins and have him run, have, have him run up, the, up the gut. They're still going to be the Baltimore Ravens, bro. You got you to change your Ravens. What else? All right. Did you see what Bruce Arians said over the week? What are you saying? He thinks that Baker Mayfield better prospect than any first-round quarterback this year. Baker Mayfield's going to have a better 2023 than any rookie quarterback. Oh, I'd agree with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He's been in the league five years. Yeah, but have you seen him play recently? Dude, 
Baker Mayfield with Evans and Godwin, I don't know if they'll win the division because I don't know how the the rest of the team is going to gel together. But Baker Mayfield with Evans and Godwin should have a better year than Anthony Richardson with Alec Pierce and, and Pittman and should have a better rookie year than even Bryce Young with his weaponry and, and C.J. Stroud with his. Come on, man. Oh, Arians is right. Mayfield is coming in. And, and I know what Mayfield looked like in Cleveland and he looked like towards the end and what he looked like in Carolina. I, I you know, I would agree. Bruce Arians, I, I, I would agree with him. Yeah. You talk about rookie quarterbacks. You can have some rough campaigns, man. Anthony Richardson's going to the playoffs. Okay, I heard that earlier in the segment. All right, Mike, you can switch music. We're gonna we're gonna switch gears. Here. There we go. Switch gears. Go for it. Mike's on it. He's on I'm it. I'm just waiting for Mike. You got it, Mike. He's on it. Chris Mannix was just here. He's been all in on the Lakers for a very long time since the deadline move. The deadline moves. Lakers should be the NBA title favorites. Um, that's not an overreaction. It ain't an overreaction. It's just not. You know what? I know the way people feel about the Knicks right now. Kind of down. Well, couldn't, you, well, couldn't you say any of these eight teams could go on a run and win it all? 100%. So, and I know I'm sure the NBA is loving that. So, why wouldn't the Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the way that the rest of this team is playing? It, it, you know, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, does he miss a three? It, it doesn't appear so. It isn't even. It, it doesn't even hit the rim. Yeah, like it's going yeah. straight in. Like him and Devin Booker. So why can't this team win it all? This team right now is six wins from the NBA Finals. So, and tonight it's going to be lit. Does oh. Jack show up tonight? I thought Jack would have showed up on Saturday. He was not. It was pretty star studded. Um, so it's going to be lit there tonight. I can't wait to watch it tonight, and so are the rest of the country is too. You can't sit here and say the Lakers have no chance to win it. And you're saying the favorites? Favorites? Like, even if those, whoever comes through with the Suns and and um, and the uh, Nuggets, come on now. That's the Lakers can win that series. can win that, that series, too. So, correct. Also, I think every series is going seven games. Huh. I don't know about that. I am concerned about my Knicks. They're my Knicks now. <laughs> You're back. Well, Jalen Brunson got me back. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm concerned about your Sixers being just too inconsistent. It seems. I'm just. I don't know. I just need. I. I Pretty much all depends on James Harden. It does. <laughs> so we don't need 40 point James. You know, all we need is about 18 point James. Right, 40 helps. Don't hurt. <laughs> I mean, with Booker and uh, Durant scoring 80. Correct. By the way, Devin Booker. Jeez. We'll talk about that later. But man. All right, last one. Uh, South Florida. They got two teams playing hot right now. Yes. Panthers won six in a row. Yes. South Florida is going to get at least one championship. I think that's not a bad choice. I think that's not a bad choice. But I think it'll be on the ice. Yeah. If yeah. I had to choose one. I would choose the the Panthers are just hot. They are. You ride the hot team, ride the hot goalie. That's how it works. Great hockey talk. That's Overreaction Monday, everybody. <laughs> Let's take a break, and Kevin Pollack will be joining us in studio. Well done, Christopher. Thank hey, you, as man. always. Uh, hey, man. Uh, uh, in early May, Overreaction Monday, it ain't easy.
But you you made lemonade, sir, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you. So what, you made lemonade? Okay. I, or salad? Chicken salad? I made chicken salad. Very good. Yeah. Kevin Pollack <laughs> is joining us next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Roku Channel live stream, the radio audience will rejoin us shortly. It is my pleasure to introduce once again from Prime Videos, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which you can catch right here on Roku. None other than the great Kevin Pollack back here on the program. How are you doing, Kevin? Thank you. Sir? Great to be back. Uh, please be seated. Uh, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> Round of applause. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Pollack, everybody. I love this show. Can I just start there? I love your show, too. Brother. Sure. Your show is amazing. Well, thank you. There's a lot of brilliant people involved. Uh, it really is soup to nuts, savants every which way you look. I'm watching this show in the same way I'm currently watching Succession, which mm. is I'm enjoying every episode, but yeah. then lamenting that's one fewer episode that's left. Yeah. Every I, time. I'm having that experience with Succession where I'm instantly re-watching every episode. Yes. Like, like a day or two later. Right. Yeah. Yeah, They they we had different uh, uh, showings, airings the last couple of seasons. We used to drop them all the first three years. And yes. And then... Season four, they did two, 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 and two, and then this year was two, and then ones ever since, right? They dropped was the first two, three, and then three. six in okay. a row. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. Is there a way to do this anymore? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's working. Yeah. Because here's fantastic. my favorite conversation with someone who's an alleged fan of the show. <laughs> uh, not cut up waiting. Sorry. Yep. I like to have all the episodes drop. Okay. I didn't ask. <laughs> what your viewing pleasure yes. preferences are 
Uh, why are you yelling at me? That's right. All you know, those things. If you like your hammers in a day, day and a half, the show is free waiting for you. You know, watch it when you feel like it. It's the fifth and final season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, now streaming on Prime Video. New episodes weekly, and of course you can catch it right here on Roku. Back here with our radio audience, the great Kevin Pollack from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is here on The Rich Eisen Show. And uh, brother, I'll tell you again, I, 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 I love your show. This show is really, it's beautiful, it's funny. Yeah. Um, your character has gone through quite a bit. Yes, he and, has. And um, I think I told you, I don't know, because we were texting each other when when your character, Moish, was um, uh, sick in the hospital. Hospitalized. And there was just a beautiful scene that involved you. I was crying. At Tony Shalhoub, yeah. I was crying where, while he was doing his half of that scene. Where he was pouring his heart out. He's reading an obituary, yeah that he wrote uh, in, in preparation. And Tony is my, well, first of all, his character on the show makes me laugh harder than anyone because of his performance and articulation with gestures. Mm-hmm. The combination just puts me out. But sitting in that hospital bed while he's doing that scene, mm-hmm. I was uh, crying. I can't cry on camera. I'm not really a trained actor. But mm. he, yeah, I was in big trouble when he was reading the obit. And, uh, you know, do you have a favorite episode from the five-year history of whether it involves you or it doesn't Uh, involve you? It probably doesn't involve me. Um, uh, Who? Yeah, I don't. That's a, I, I, hmm. I've got, to, I've got to have a better a better answer than these hemming and hawing. No, it's okay, because it is just, you know, obviously you're asking somebody who's involved in, in a show where it, it every episode is a home run. I mean, it is a home run every episode. It, there's there's not a drop. There's not a single. Yeah, if I could, if I had to pick like a favorite episode for me season, maybe mm-hmm. that would sure be easier. But I I do um, have also a bias and selfish. Uh, a view of some of this because this would be the favorite episode that I enjoyed doing okay. as opposed to watching. I get very few scenes where it was just myself and Rachel Brosnahan. So mm-hmm. there were a couple episodes where she and I had a, a scene or our two characters were together. And then any scene where we are together as a group, which is also rare, uh, once a season maybe there's a, a well, it's usually a, a holiday dinner. And the, we're showing a photograph here uh, oh, this of season, recently. Yeah. I think this was two episodes ago where you're watching. Uh, the, the wedding of our of, yes. of the Weissman's housekeeper. Right. And and Zelda. how and how she in the middle of uh, getting married, it, it's apparent that she's about to quit the family yeah. and that they went from celebrating her nuptials to now like being freaked out that they're. They're losing their housekeeper. Yeah. It was laugh out loud hilarious. Yeah. Laugh out loud hilarious. Well, that's just it. These these scripts week after week would kind of astonish us, uh, <laughs> you know, because how do you maintain, let alone mm-hmm. uh, do better? And yeah, it always starts on on the page. And so I, I uh, yeah, every table read was like yes. a celebration, you know. Um, every aspect of the show, you mentioned sort of the department heads of the of every of, you yes. know the person in charge of the look and the texture the costume designer would build our clothing which is also quite rare unless you're 
Game of Thrones, you know? Because <laughs> there's, there's these warehouses sure. with period clothing. Yes. And uh, that was not the case. She built all of our... It's amazing. Dresses. It's yeah. just great. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, again, fifth and final season here uh, on The Rich Eisen Show with Kevin Pollack. And Tony Shalhoub, if I'm not mistaken, from his time here on the show, he's a Packer fan. You're he a 49er from, Yeah, we have fan. our trouble usually in September. We'll have a very serious heart-to-heart. Yes. He he does love Brock Purdy, so we got along well. Okay, there you go. Yeah, we you got share, along. You share love of Purdy. Yeah. Once right. his team was struggling, he, he made it clear that he was – I mean, who didn't love Brock, really, honestly? That was truly one of the most... just a pure fan of storytelling. The fact that this season, like last season with the Niners, was insane <laughs> at the quarter. It, it was like the drummer from Spinal Tap, right? Yes. Where, yes. where it just one, one imploded after another after another. Yeah. And the kid that they understandably yeah. didn't want to go into the season as the backup to Trey Lance because he was the last pick in the draft. So they had to keep Garoppolo. Yeah. That Garoppolo was, in fact, employed because Lance got hurt. And sure. then he got hurt, and they had no choice but to go to the guy. And they they pulled him from – he was in the road company of a Doogie Howser run <laughs> yeah. as the lead – <laughs> yes, Sanford Doogie Hauser QB is right. would be that would be the show, and just unbelievable. Yeah. He was truly remarkable. Yeah, I mean, you want him to do okay. Just, yeah. just you know, don't don't embarrass the the boat. Uh, but you think he should be the guy this fall, correct? Well, I don't think there's any choice. I don't think there's any choice. I think it's about as clear as anyone's vision can be. And I think he thankfully is so wrong, young and resilient that. It was the right kind of uh, mm-hmm. non-surgery surgery right. that allows him to be a youthful, resilient And uh, be back in athlete. time for the season. And he certainly suggested during his time with the team that um, he was a tough son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, honestly yeah. and truly. So, yeah, he the moment he can start, he will. And he will regain uh, footing and confidence. I'm going to go on a... Tiny limb. Please do so, Kevin Pollock. In, in the first uh, set of downs. Okay. Yeah. So you think he will be back, and I, I, I think he'll be the starting quarterback of the team this year as well. But they got Darnold, and then they have uh, Trey Lance still. And so many teams, it's so rare that a team could choose a player as high in the draft as they did. Sure, and give away the world. But let me say this. Trey had every opportunity that Brock had to prove himself and mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. I agree. One has to argue. No, I understand that. He got injured twice. No, but he also, Purdy, in just one game, looked yeah. like the guy. Came I in. Mean, he, he did come in and just to the point where my son asked me as we were just lying there, Coop, uh, as he was getting ready to go to sleep, and he asked if it was possible for Purdy to still be rookie of the year despite playing such a few amount of games oh wow and this is just after his first go round yeah he came in beat brady yeah at at first start right uh ran for a touchdown i mean he really was he was everything in that game you went oh okay so this is this is the thing that's the guy (laughs) he's still weeks away from throwing a football though so am i (laughs) it's may Kevin Pollack, by the way, will you be the fourth stringer? Do you think this year? That would be great. Uh, I, I suit up every game. You, Kevin Pollack? <laughs> Who's going to do it? You? You? The Jew? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Kevin Pollack here uh, on the Rich Eisen okay. Show. Um, today would have been Don Rickles' 97th birthday. Uh, and uh, what was it like on the set of Casino? With the that absolute guy? joy. What was my favorite part? I mean, you think that being in a Scorsese film, Nick Pelleggi wrote the script, he wrote Goodfellas. You got De Niro and Pesci and Sharon Stone arguably doing the best work of her career. Jimmy Woods before he became a lunatic. Uh, you know, and my favorite part is just hanging out with Don Rickles, for sure. And he told me right from the get, he knew that he owned De Niro. He had found out that when De Niro was a kid, mm-hmm. he, there were the, the groups on the corner, either they would uh, sing songs, doo-wop, little mm-hmm. gathering, or put down group, your mother this, your mother that. And Demir De Niro was in a, one of the put-down groups. And Rickles was their god, period. So Rickles was told this and is retelling me in a way to say, so I own this guy. He would say that to you on the set of Casino? Well, we we clung to each other like the only Jew comics within 100 (laughs) yards. Yes. By the way, I was stuck there the way Marty, you never get comfortable saying that, uh, shoots. I'm in the movie nine minutes, but I I was asked, you have to stay here. He may change his mind every morning what he wants to shoot. Yes. 20 weeks. I'm that in was Vegas. a 20-week shoot So you? I call the age, stand-up agent of mm-hmm. many years, shout out to Rich Super, and I say, you got to book me opening up for somebody on the strip. I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. So he opened, got me uh, at Desert Inn opening up for the Four Tops. Fantastic. Are you serious? Wow. Crazy excited. Because the Desert Inn has heart, as yes, you know. Yes, it as does. Well. The Desert Inn has heart. The Desert Inn has heart. Sings it three times. Uh, I go into the makeup truck after my name's on the marquee on the strip, and Rickles is sitting there, and he goes, hey, hey, saw your name on the marquee. Oh, great gig. Nice gig. I'm opening up for Frank all summer. Let me know if you want tickets. <laughs> yeah. So that was <laughs> that was every day. Every day. Uh, and he would go after De Niro in the middle of a take. Well, I've seen video of that where De Niro like didn't remember his lines and he got on him for oh, that, right? Oh, he the, went the, after him when, when De Niro did remember his lines. I mean he would disrupt the wedding scene, three hundred extras. Rick, Rickles is just standing next to De Niro doing nothing, and he just gets bored. And De Niro right, is acting, right. saying his dialogue, cameras rolling, and Rickles would just rip in him. Is that the way you're going to do it? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got the awards. You know what you're doing. Go ahead. <laughs> and the rest of us, you know, tight, sphincters tighten. Oh, no. And De Niro <laughs> this guy. just howling, howling, loved him. Rickles was right. He owned him. He would just, on a, but Pesci did not appreciate it. No. Well, no, no. What do you got from me there? Rickles pointed out that Pesci was uh, like a Shetland pony riding around. He was going to ride him around the set like a Shetland pony. No, he didn't say <laughs> sure that to Joe did. Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> do you swear on this show? I don't remember. Uh, not really. Not no. really. Yeah. yeah. So but, I can't say can... everything that Pesci said, but suffice to say, he was livid. And and rambling to himself, walking to his trail. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like like he was a character in the movie. Oh, yeah. Joe, he was just, yeah, you were not one of the two of you. It's got fit yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That Jew, blank, blank. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Just. Oh, my God. Yeah, like he says in the movie, this Jew bastard or something. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah, yeah, no, he, he he Joe did not have a sense of humor at all when Rickles went after him. 
He did not. I, you know. Well, I imagine that Rickles then would smell blood in the water oh, and, get, and get worse. Double right? down, double down, splitting tens. Did he ever do that? <laughs> <Did> he... <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> did he ever go after Scorsese too? Yeah. He yeah, because we're shooting the casino with all that fake smoke, but still, it's a lot of smoke. Yeah. Uh, and Rickles will walk on set the first time he saw him with the little oxygen tank and the mask. Yeah. He didn't tell me the director was dying. Yeah. Throw up a hand, Marty. We'll send we'll send a team for you. Throw up a hand if you're really failing. I mean if you're gonna go down, you need to lie out. Yeah, he you know, listen, I improvised with Robin Williams on set when on stage when early in my career started out in San Francisco where Robin did and Yeah. You know, I improvised with the greats. There was no I've never experienced someone improvising faster and more brilliantly than than Rickles. I mean, it's it's that stream of consciousness where his career sort of started in the little lounge in Vegas where, you know, De Niro or uh, Sinatra saw him and knighted him. And that's how the career started. But it was a guy just working, doing crowd work and just putting down idiots in the audience who were falling asleep at three in the morning. Hmm. And he just never lost that uh, instant right from the hip. You just nothing got past him. Uh, And it was. You know, like Alan King is also in the movie, and Rickles, I guess, That's had right, a problem yes. with Alan King name dropping. So I would say something like, um, "Hey, I just uh, saw Alan. Yeah, did he mention the Kennedys?" <laughs> 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 just everything set him off. Everything set him off. Fantastic. Yeah. Kevin Pollock here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Um, is it true also, uh-huh. uh, from the usual suspects that the scene where you're all in a lineup, that well, you're laughing because what would become the poster for the film, for the, the poster for the film lineup, now, thus the, the name of the film, the Series. usual suspects. There you are. You see how serious we are in the police lineup poster. But and yet the scene is a series of outtakes because we couldn't stop laughing. We were all supposed to be very stoic. Mm-hmm. as a screw you to the police. We're yes. not impressed you gathered us together. Yes. I speak first, and I read it the way it was written in the script that went on to win the Academy Award. Although, I, I'll say it again. I tell Chris McQuarrie, now directing the Mission Impossible movies, drop the Oscar at my house one week out of the year. <laughs> you got 51, I get one. Okay? Every line that's quoted back to me on the street from this Academy Award winning screenplay, I improvised, I'm just saying. Pick any of your favorite lines that my character says, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Is that right? It is right. Okay. Yeah. When uh, I can put you in Queens on the night of the yeah yeah, and it was written. I live in Queens, and I added, "You put that together yourself, Einstein." What do you got? A team of monkeys working around the clock on this. So my point is, <laughs> yeah. you're a factor, as they would say. Oh man! So the scene is a total. It's all outtakes. We couldn't stop laughing. It was the one day where we all got the giggles, and everyone, Benicio, pass win like seven takes in a row, which is not easy. You have to pace yourself. So that literally <laughs> is why you're laughing. Oh no! It was the first time at lunch where the director came to we the suspects and said, "You guys are screwing me. I got nothing. I can't use a take." And now, well, that was like telling nine-year-olds, don't laugh at the funeral. (laughs) We came back from lunch and laughed even harder. We couldn't get through it. And and I've never been a part of something that you just couldn't ever get your act together. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, he just said, yeah, great, thanks. We'll figure it out. And to their credit, they went to editing and realized, oh, it's an even bigger, bigger, we're not impressed to the police by having these guys screwing off. Plus creating an instant camaraderie. It was the greatest happy accident I've ever been involved in. No kidding. For sure. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So that is a true story that that so it wasn't Benicio del Toro, you know, passing wind seven passing takes in a row. Takes it was a, a series of everyone it. taking their turn being an idiot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Baldwin's the next to go after me, and he did something over the top. Did I mention when I met Stephen Baldwin on the film, he was wearing leather pants, and I should qualify, he hadn't arrived on a motorcycle or a horse. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so it was a choice. He was just wearing. It wasn't functional. It was a choice, is what you're saying. He looked in the mirror and said, "Yeah, this is the right outfit." <laughs> yep. Okay. Good to know that. It wasn't a wardrobe thing. Check that just, one. Check that. Up? Check that box. Yeah, and people ask me if, if suspects was lightning in the bottle, and I tell them you needn't look any further than the fact that Stephen Baldwin's great in the film. <laughs> He's absolutely great, by the way. And then you know, watch Biodome right after that. <laughs> Kevin Pollack here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, last time you were here, you told your perspective of the big scene from that finished A Few Good Men, um, obviously from the Nicholson point of view. Do you got a good Tom Cruise story from that point of view, from that huge final scene? Anything that that you watched him go through? Well, or... I know you've had Rob Reiner on the show. Yes. I thought he was a great guest, and he told the great stories about Jack saying, I just love acting, Robbie. Yeah. That classic thing. But we rehearsed on that movie like I haven't before or since, mm -hmm. uh, like a play. So they took a soundstage and they put tape on the floor to where everyone would stand and be. And we rehearsed for weeks. And it started with Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, and myself. By the way, I, this was my being brought up to the majors, this movie. Mm -hmm. I had done a handful of films. I died in Denzel's arms, spoiler alert, on Ricochet. Oh. But... <laughs> But uh, this was brought up to the majors for sure. And everyone's famous in this movie but me. I'm Where's Waldo in the cast. So <laughs> while we're at this rehearsal, I am waiting for someone to tap me on their shoulder. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And say, I'm sorry we've made a horrible error. I'm, we meant Kevin Klein. Can you <laughs> come with us over here? But minute one, Cruz is treating me like an equal. The mm -hmm. moment I arrive, mm -hmm. Uh, which is just being professional, I suppose, but yes. it wasn't necessary mm -hmm. to me. Right. But it, that's what happened. So now a couple of days of rehearsal, and the first thing you realize is Rob Reiner gives what actors call line readings. That is to say, after you've done something, mm -hmm. the way a, a director might articulate what he would like from the actor is to act out the moment themselves. And most actors hate line readings because, whoa, whoa, were you saying not like that? I should do it like you're doing it? Right. It's just a, an unspoken agreement that, that directors should not give line readings. But Rob is, has always been a great actor. Mm -hmm. So he just gets caught up in the emotion of the what he's describing in the scene, and he starts acting out the moments. And so it's a learning curve for Tom, to me and I, those first couple of days. Oh, he's not saying, stop doing it your way, you're horrible. This is the only way he knows to articulate. Yes. And he's very passionate when doing it. So you kind of get caught up in it. And it's kind of inspiring and wonderful. But we did get used to it. So then Jack Nicholson joins us to rehearse that <laughs> soliloquy on the stand where Tom, Demi, and I are already used to this. But we know what's coming. So we see Jack Nicholson act out the soliloquy on the stand for the first time in this rehearsal setting. And he is letter perfect. It's redonkulous. He's 92% of what we're going to see in the film. And we're, now we're waiting for him to finish, like anticipating, oh, here it comes. And so Rob says, that was great. That was incredible. Oh, my God, Jack, I can't believe. I mean, I knew you were going to be great, but that was even better. I don't even, you know the thing where you say about the, 
<laughs> and he's now if you had a camera looking down from the rafters of the five people gathered, you would see Rob hovering hovering over Jack, who's seated in a chair, and you would see a straight line standing of Tom to me and I as we each all stepped back in unison two feet <laughs> while Rob is giving line readings to Jack. And he finishes acting out because he can't stop. And Rob ends up doing like the whole second half of the soliloquy. And Jack's just staring at him the whole time. <laughs> and Rob finishes and Jack says, yes, well, I guess I'm not there yet. <laughs> and, you know... Thankfully, everyone burst out laughing because it was it could have gone awkward really fast. Yeah. And also, that was just a cool way of saying thanks. I'll, I'll take the notes. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm thanks. Uh, you know, uh, I don't remember asking what, what you thought sort of thing. Wow. Yeah. But also, Jack was the goofball. I, I expected someone that cool yeah. to be aloof. You'd have to talk about him, not to him. I had a tough time, even though we're technically co-stars, just to, just saying hello. I thought this guy doesn't want to suffer fools. He's not. He doesn't yeah. care about small talk. Even in the in the makeup trailer, first thing in the morning, you walk in. You know, there's eight barber chairs lined up. You mm -hmm. get into one of them. They make you look better. I'd go in there. I'd see Jack's already in his chair. I'd go to the far end. Yeah. Get away from him. Give him a space. I just Kiefer Sutherland's in the film. A few scenes. He had no problem walking right up to Jack. Hey, Jack, how you going? You want to get a beer after work? And I was just, how? And, you know, Jack's right. That sounds great, Keith. What time do you suppose that ought to be? <laughs> and he just made it so easy that I thought, why can't I talk to this guy? Um, did I tell you the story when uh, word hits the set that Magic Johnson is HIV positive? No. That happened while we were shooting. On, on A Few on Good Men? men? And so, you know, that was for the heterosexual community, uh, an H-bomb going off. It was no longer their problem. It was our problem. That's the way heterosexuals. This was a high profile family man. Very famous. Yes. And every uh, person who, who, who had written it off as not our concern was instantly walking zombie. I'm sure Jack knew him personally. Right? From and so I see all day long people going up to Jack from the crew. What does mm -hmm. this mean? Mm -hmm. What does this mean? People just wanted answers. Yeah. What does this mean to me and my family? And and he, of course, would talk to everybody. So later in the afternoon, I'm walking from set back to my trailer on a, a break of some sort. And I hear somebody mumbling behind me. And I turn back and it's Jack. And he's like three feet away. It's surreal. It's just surreal. The whole damn thing is surreal. And again, I'm not going to engage. Just let him have his moment. Yeah. He gets to his trailer. He puts his hand on the door, and he stops, and he turns to me, and he says, you want to know surreal? And, of course, I'm thinking, I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson, did you just ask me if I wanted to know what you think is surreal? Yeah, right. <laughs> I pull up a chair, and uh, he says, I'm doing this picture Chinatown. I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson. Did you just start a story with I'm doing this picture I'm doing this picture Chinatown and I'm rehearsing this scene with John Houston. And uh, you have to understand the man was like a, 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 an idol of mine. I, he was a surrogate father. I worshiped the ground he walked on. He meant more to me than my own family. And uh, while we're rehearsing this scene, I see over his shoulder about 50 yards away his 
daughter Angelica walking towards the set to visit. And I uh, I had just started banging her about three weeks oh before. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and so uh, I, I realized I hadn't told the old man yet. <laughs> and I didn't know how to break it to him. I didn't, know how to, I didn't want to upset him. I didn't want him to be angry with me. I, I didn't want to disappoint him. I would have killed her if that's what he wanted. <laughs> and I'm thinking all these things as we're rehearsing the scene. And I come out of those thoughts and get back into the rehearsal at the exact moment that his character says to mine, Mr. Giddish. Are you sleeping with my daughter? <laughs> now that's surreal. And he turns on a dime and he walks into his trailer. And I'm standing in a parking lot thinking and saying out loud, Did anybody else see that? What? 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 The absolute hell just happened. What? You so badly needed to share that story that I got... We barely spoken to each other. You lay that at my feet and then just stroll into your trailer and shut the door? Jack Nicholson? You can't handle the truth. Fantastic. Did you immediately tell someone that? Like, I did, yes, of course. Yeah, I, I didn't, oh I didn't tell it publicly for probably almost 20 years. Wow. And uh, this is the first uh, uh, broadcast I've told it. Well, I will never hey. watch Chinatown the same way again. <laughs> Not that scene, anyways. <sighs> the Marvelous Mrs. Oh, Maisel, now streaming on Prime Video, the fifth and final season of this remarkable <laughs> show. Kevin Pollack, uh, you are the best, man. Thanks for coming on here. Quid really pro quo, by the way. Yes, sir. Uh, this is a news flash yes. dropping on your show. Is the chat show coming back? Close. Okay. My Mrs. Maisel pod. Oh. And you'll have to be a guest. Please. Yeah. Uh, anytime. It won't you know drop that. till after the show runs sometime in June, but I'll let you know. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. You'd let me know. I would be thrilled to be there. At Kevin Pollock on Twitter. At Kevin Pollock123 on Instagram. Everybody check out the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Prime Video. Available right here on Roku. Fantastic. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. A few good men um, casting Jack Nicholson in that role and 
watching him do his thing. We've had um, we've had Kevin Bacon, Noah Wiley on this show talk about that yeah. the the big scene, obviously. Yes, you can't, can't handle the truth, right? Yeah. Well, and we've heard it from their perspective of watching an actor. You're an, uh, an actor and director. Right. What was that like from your perspective? Well, it was interesting that? because uh, you know we have a big courtroom. And, uh, you know, Jack has this long, long monologue. And I said to him before, I said, look, I'll give you a choice. Either I can shoot, if you want to shoot, ready now, I'll shoot you right now. If you want some time to work on it, rehearse it, I will shoot all the reaction shots first. And then we turn the camera around on you and, you know, whatever. He said, why don't you, you know, shoot the reaction shots and that will give me a, So, you know, I got Tom Cruise cut away, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon, the you know, I got the you know Kevin Pollack. I mean, you know, the judge, the jury. I'm doing all the reaction shots, and every time he's off camera, he gives exactly the same performance that you see that's on camera. After two or three, I said, I go up to him and I said, Jack, you know, maybe uh, you want to <laughs> save a little because I mean, he's full out in every one, and he's off camera, and he says, Rob, you don't understand. I love to act. <laughs> He says, I don't get that much of a chance to do a great part. And then we turned the camera around on him, and it was the same, the same. Nailed it each Na- time. Every time. That's from our show from back in the day. That's what uh, Kevin Pollack just referred to. Man, that was Yes, I'm not there yet. God, jeez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. If you missed that interview, people. Oh, that was <laughs> Check it all Please out on uh, the Rich Eisen Show collection page or our YouTube, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Fun stuff with Kevin Pollack right there. The Rich Eisen Show radio network has rejoined our Roku live stream, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. That the interview went long, so uh, we'll have to save our coronation segment for tomorrow. That was worth but it. That was worth that it. Was it. Well worth it. Oh it. my <laughs> gosh! I mean, he could. He's a. He's an A grade, A plus grade storyteller, yep. Kevin Pollock. That was incredible. I wanted to ask him about Robin Williams. Yeah. Improvising yeah. with Robin Williams. That must have been tough. How in San up? Francisco back <laughs> yeah, in the day. Exactly. Come on. And then he said he had a good John Ham story that we didn't he get did. to either. He's got guard. You know, got. Let's get him back stories. next month. Anytime. Tomorrow. Anytime. Um. You nervous about your Metropolitans, your New York Mets? What's going I, on? I am, but it, I guess it's a long season, so I'm not going to start hey, flipping it, out. It's right funny. Now. Last year it was all about, you know, could it be a Subway Series, Yankees, Mets? And yeah. Mets have lost 11 of 14. Yanks had a chance to sweep the Rays this weekend and just stepped all over themselves. I think we're just at the point, guys, where it, the writing's on the wall. Tampa's winning this, and everyone else is just playing for second. Ah. Tampa was very beatable. Yeah. The Yankees are putting their, like anybody. a triple-A team on the field yeah, right but now. You know how sometimes you just get feelings? Yankees like, came back twice on them. You know? And they almost, I don't know, judge returns tomorrow. Only three teams have scored 200 runs this year. So. The Rays and who else? Texas and Boston. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. I, I, I'm, I'm just... You know, the airways is so stacked. They, they, it, you <laughs> know, like I mean, it's not like the Yankees are 15 games under 500. No, you're one game over. I know. That's, and that's, how, the, yeah. that's last place. Yeah, it's crazy because the Orioles are good. Orioles are real good. Orioles last year's finish. They have taken into this year. Orioles are real They're good. pretty good. They're pretty good. 
So, I mean, the Rays are the best team. In the, and the, the Pirates, remember the Rays-Pirates World Series you were talking about? They, they've fallen off. Yeah. They're still in first place. Yeah. But they, they've, they've lost a, a handful in a row. Yeah, they've lost uh, seven straight. Actually. Seven straight right now. They were 20-8. and eight. I'm rooting for them, man. Pittsburgh deserves that. And they're doing it without one of their best players. Yeah. And you said he's going to make it back. Which we Cruz. Didn't, he should be back in August. Didn't think there was a chance of that yeah. happening when he broke his ankle. Yeah. Mets are bad. What happens tonight? I like how you slipped that in there. <laughs> oh, oh, extender. Um, <sighs> Nixon, Nixon Warriors tonight. Come on, man. I don't know. I think the Heat take take this game and make it a, a difficult run of it. I think Randall's back. I think Randall's back. Oh, let's hope so. I'd love to see that go seven too. I'd like to see them all go seven. Yeah. Not yours. You don't. You'd <clears throat> That's like to. Totally true. You'd like to go to Philadelphia and end it in six. I would. Big we time. just like I've been saying all year. We just do dumb things. Like Harden's got forty. Why are you doubling off of him for a corner three? So because the MVP is in the paint. Though. Everyone knows. Yeah, then that ties the game. If you don't know, okay. at Chris Brockman tonight. When? Not if. When? When? Anthony Davis has two fouls. Two fouls in the first quarter, and Warriors win by tw- you. twelve. That's what happens tonight. Yeah. So no, what happens in Miami then, Nostradamus? Thomas? What happens? Again, I think the Knicks win. It's good for business. Seven but, games. Chris, what if the fouls are legitimate, obvious fouls? I'm just telling you what's going to happen. <laughs> his point is <laughs> that a foul could fine. be called on every possession. That's his yes, point. Yes, it's just like it's just like the NFL. It's whether you do it or you yep. don't. It's whether it gets whistled or not. So that's his point. Again, Scott Foster is just a oh, vessel into which he can funnel any conspiracy theory he wants. I need to order an NBA <laughs> Whether it, you know, the Foster conspiracy. It just depends on what, who the, the who the league decides is more important to make the finals while they're deciding on what to do about Jokic and Matt Ishbia. <laughs> it's a very busy day for the association. Very busy day. 